Oh, hey, friends. You're back. Hello. They love us. They really love us. (laughs) So today we are going to get into some business. Um, We are talking with Bridget from Creative Circle, who is a talent agent over there, and we're getting into how to dust yourself off and get back in the work mode. So whether you are um, looking to make a career shift, you are a stay-at-home mom looking to get back in the game, or maybe you've been an entrepreneur and you want to start consulting, whatever it might be, this is the podcast for you. So um, this is Heather, in case some of you are new here. I actually own a conscious creative agency, so this was a really fun recording for me because I am on both sides. I've consulted and been the one who's trying to get the job. I've also been the employer that is looking at everything and dialing into a lot of the tips that she shares. So it was really fun just to to talk with her and hear both sides. Um, So on this podcast, we're going to talk about do's and don'ts, um, what to do with your resume, what to do to get prepared to get back in the workforce. Um, We're going to hear a couple stories from her and hopefully just have you guys feel really prepared um, if you're looking to make this shift. And also you can reach out to her as well. And um, they have talent agents across the nation. So no matter where you're listening from, you can get in touch with somebody um, if you're looking to make that leap. So we, um, yeah, we did. And we, by the way, how funny is Bridget? So funny. So sweet. I think she was so relatable. And that's why I like that we have her on here. This is not a stuffy, get your resume, get ready for the interview yeah. conversation. Um, yeah. yeah. But it, she is a mom. Um, she has a little girl under one. Um, so she's definitely in our um, kind of target and where we're all at and trying to balance it all. She can definitely relate. Very, very fun personality. Um, but it's just so nice that she has the ear of, um, you know, people who are looking to hire from an executive level, a director level, you know, all the, you know, from the top to the bottom. She's really knowledgeable about what people are looking for and she's really real about it. So um, I really like the stories that she shared that things just for you to think about and keep in mind and it can be a scary time and she makes it a little bit less scary and having someone be there um, you know just to talk to and have that second set of eyes um, I think is really great about what creative circle is doing so um, yeah I think we are ready to bring her in let's do it let's get this party started hey I'm Heather And I'm Brooke. We're two mompreneurs and friends for almost 10 years who've watched each other go from single AF to married with child. Soon to be children. Tune in every Wednesday to hear us and our lovely guests dish about motherhood, entrepreneurship, relationships, and tips on how we try to balance it all. We're ready to let it all hang out. Yes, all of it. The pretty, the messy. The too tight for our skinny jeans. If only for a good therapeutic laugh or cry. Hashtag real talk. Welcome to a space for soul. We're excited to share ours with you. Hey, everybody. We are back for another episode, and we are so excited. Um, We have Bridget on the phone from Creative Circle. Hey, Bridget. Hey, guys. Yeah, so she's going to be talking today about how to dust off and get back in the work game because we know many of our listeners are juggling work and family life or have been, you know, 
stay-at-home moms for a while and now are looking to get back in the game or make a big career change. Um, so we just felt this was really relevant. And Bridget has a nine-month-old, so she knows all about the hustle of being a boss babe and showing up as a mom and everything you've got to kind of juggle in between to make both those happen. So um, we're just excited to chat with her about working with so many women in similar situations and um, hearing how, you know, we can brush off those resumes and get back in the game. So, Bridget, yeah. um, just to kind of to get you right in here, um, tell us a bit about Creative Circle for those that don't know. I'm, you know, on the business side very familiar because I've used Creative Circle to source employees for Clover PR, my conscious creative agency that I own. Um, but tell us, you know, a little bit about the brand, what you specialize in as far as, um, you know, placements and kind of overall industry um, and, you know, kind of how Creative Circle works. Of course. I'm so excited to hear that you have used Creative Circle and had a good experience with us. Mm-hmm. So what we are is a very specialized and focused creative and digital marketing staffing agency. So we work really specifically within creative, marketing, digital, advertising, um, with a wide variety of clients to place both freelancer contract and direct hire full-time employees. So whatever our clients are looking for within that core, we'll work with them to find them the best talent who's available um, and qualified based on all of the job descriptions that they've been able to provide to us. And so we're nationwide and we have 35 offices strong and we're always growing and we're even able to service a lot of markets and cities that we don't necessarily have a brick and mortar in. So if you are out there and looking for talent or looking to become talent, please do visit creativecircle.com and you can kind of find more information on all of our office locations if it kind of works for you. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. So I, um, Brooke, have had some experience with Creative Circle, not necessarily working with you guys directly, but I've had friends who are freelance also, and they have been like, hey, I got a gig through Creative Circle. They need strategy, and they'll call me in. So I've been benefiting from Creative Circle on the outer edges. Um, Yeah. um, Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, the funny thing is is I actually came through Creative Circle as a candidate myself probably 10 years ago when I was an art director and looking for work. So I very much have kind of come – full circle with this company from sitting on one side of the table and interviewing and now sitting on the other side of the table and providing resume advice, direction on career, and any other, um, I guess, points of advice I can ever impart on anybody listening or you know, meeting with me on how better to interview, um, network, you know, update and brush off your resume or your portfolio if that's relevant for you. So, um, yeah, I very much have kind of come full circle with this company. Yeah, I love it. That's so great. And you're just the perfect person we want to be talking to because, like you said, you've been in the shoes of many of our listeners, and now you're on the other side, um, you know, more of the expert. So I think it would be, um, you know, helpful for you to explain kind of like the process, like how you work with the talent pool to prepare them um, getting back into the work scene. So, you know, so many of our Listeners, like we said, are moms maybe on maternity leave or in transition. They want a new type of job, or we have a lot of contract freelance workers. So, you know, what's that process to get your talent pool prepared? Yeah. So, 
specifically when it comes to, you know, any parent who's taken or any person who's ever taken any type of leave, whether that's been a personal sabbatical, a maternity leave or whatnot, I mean, in all honesty, it can be difficult to get back into the workforce if you have taken any type of significant time off, change careers, or make a pivot. Um, and so a lot of what I do when I'm having phone conversations and in-person meetings with candidates and reviewing their resume, I would always encourage everyone to be as honest as possible about any gaps in your resume. So I probably wouldn't necessarily say, leave your last position at 2011, and then you just randomly started a new one at, in 2016. Anyone who's reviewing your resume is going to ask, what have you been doing for those past five years? So I would say it's probably best to insert in there 2011 to 2016, for example, um, you know, stayed at home, however you want to put that, traveled the world. I see that a lot actually on resumes from candidates who have just been traveling and trying new things. Um, so definitely be as upfront as possible about what you've been doing in that time period. That's great. And then so to be as part of like the talent pool, um, I believe, and I haven't been through the process, so correct me if I'm wrong, to be part of the talent pool would be free. Um, and can you talk a little bit about how you like work one-on-one -on -one with people to make sure they are like kind of up to par um, and ready for their uh, new employment or interview process? Of course. And yes, working with Creative Circle as a candidate, is a co we're a completely free service to all of our candidates. Um, and so how we come across a lot of our candidates are a couple different avenues. We're huge on referrals and word of mouth within the industry. Like you guys, you know, I'm sure have worked with Creative Circle um, as a client and as you know, from the candidate side, having your friends talk to you about it, you talking to your friends, that's the same way a lot of people kind of come to find Creative Circle. In addition to a lot of candidates will come directly to our website and apply to be a candidate in their respective city or market. So every single day the recruiters um, in every office are going through each resume individually, um, reviewing it and seeing if a candidate's background and their skills make sense for that market, our clients, what they're calling out for, and if their background aligns with what Creative Circle specializes in. If it does, then we're reaching out to those candidates specifically to bring in for an interview and get them fully registered with us so we can be more um, upfront about who our clients are when we're working on different positions or projects, and they can become then privy to different pieces of information that are a bit more vague in some of our emails. So we meet with everybody one-on-one, -on -one, so I spend about 20 to 30 minutes with everyone coaching them if their resume needs any tweaking or rearranging when it comes to formatting, if it's chronological or not. Um, things that I would make recommendations are based on you know, specifically here in Chicago, how our clients are receptive to resumes and to portfolios, and making sure essentially that everyone is packaged, if you will, as strongly as possible to make that great impression on every client that we're sending their information to so they are getting more interviews than hopefully they were on their own and getting more opportunities for work, whether those are contracts or you know, offers for full-time positions. Awesome. Amazing. Um, I think that's so important because you guys are kind of, you know, curtailing their resume to what they're trying to achieve and look for. And, you know, resumes are just so 
kind of intimidating and I feel like you have to, it sometimes feels like you have to have like so many different versions and you're not fully confident of what to put on. So I love that you work so directly with your um, candidates to be able to help really place them and be, um, you know, so just connected to them in that way. Um, I want to go back a little bit because you touched on something when Brooke asked um, this last question about like how do you kind of prepare them for getting back in the work scene. Um, share a little bit about how you have seen um, employers kind of react to moms that have huge gaps because they were stay-at-home moms or, you know, if someone's getting employed and then, and then they're newly find out they're pregnant, like have you had any specific experiences around um, kind of just getting mothers, you know, back in the game or kind of in that transitionary period as well? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, unfortunately. Um, you know, and, you know, having been at Creative Circle for about seven and a half years, I've seen a lot, and I'm happy to say that I've probably only had one or two um, really negative experiences with clients when it comes to expectant moms um, and the information that we're able to disclose to our clients and at what point in the process. Um, but if you are you know, on a leave or trying to figure out if you do want to come back to work or not, I would definitely always encourage um, anyone out there to continue taking any type of online courses. Or if you're looking to get out of the house and away from your kids for a hot minute, go um, take a class <laughs> at a local um, college or a school to keep your skills sharp, to stay on top of current trends, any softwares that are coming out. It's like iPhones, as soon as one comes out and you spend $1,000 on that, the next newer one's coming out and you're like, shit, should I have waited? <laughs> so always stay on top of everything that's coming out. Um, and um, it will help you transition back into the workforce a lot better. Um, when it comes to expectant mothers, that is, you know, unfortunately a catch-22 still, you know, in this day and age. And, um, you know, to share a little bit of a personal story that I've um, experienced myself here is um, I was placing a candidate in a full-time position, and, you know, throughout the interview process, the client absolutely loved her and raved about her and um, clearly presented her with an offer which she accepted. And within starting her position, she told me that she was newly pregnant, I believe still within her first trimester, and she then you know, approached HR and told them that she was newly pregnant, and the client in turn came back to Creative Circle irate that we would place oh. a woman with a, I kid you not, a quote-unquote oh condition with them. Ah. Um, and the most appalling part about this whole thing was it wasn't necessarily a man coming back to us with all of this. The VP of the company oh. was a woman saying these wow. things. And I was completely floored. And I, didn't, I wasn't pregnant or had our daughter at this point, so I couldn't necessarily empathize as much. But um, luckily the candidate was never aware of any of these conversations that went on. So it happened behind closed doors because I'm sure that would have entailed a lawsuit if she yeah. was um, <laughs> aware of the conversations that were had. But you know, just to let you gals out there, I mean, there still is you know, a lot of ugliness that we have to you know, battle to get back in sometimes. So it's not always going to be as wonderful as dealing with myself or Heather or Brooke um, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of understanding and um, you know, finding that, those fellow moms and support group in the workforce. So it can be a little bit of a struggle, but um, 
hopefully that we're coming around and eliminating those people from passing judgment so hard. Yeah. That's so sad because I know this is like a real fear for people, and, you know, especially when someone finds out they're pregnant um, before or through the process. They're like, should I say anything? Like, you know, it's like such a pressure and like a stressor on, um, you know, the person. So it's, so it's just so sad to hear that nowadays um, that's still a part of the conversation. And I think something I would be curious about on this too is if, um, and I don't know if this has happened for, for you or what kind of your personal perspective is, but if a person is um, pregnant and discloses that to you during the process, do you advise them differently or like what's kind of the method there? Because I know that's probably a real fear of a candidate if they are pregnant yeah. and newly or maybe not showing enough, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah, and it, just like you were saying, I mean, it's sad that this old world ugly prejudice is still prevalent in today's society. Um, you know, where women have to be like, I'm, I'm pregnant, I'm so excited, you know, I've worked so hard at this, I can't tell my boss. You know, I mean, what a horrible and wonderful feeling to yeah. experience all at the same time. Um, and, you know, in all honesty, I personally approach things person to person, no one person, there's not going to be an answer that I could say to blanket this entire topic. Um, you know, I'm never at liberty to disclose any information without anyone's consent, nor would I ever want to. Right. Um, so I, I, I'm sorry, I don't necessarily have a clear-cut answer for this, but I would always speak with someone, and it's always based on what they're comfortable with. Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes you just need to talk it out with someone before, you know, and sometimes that person needs to not be your spouse or a family member because sometimes they're coming at it, you know, with you a little too protective. So it's nice to get a little bit of an outside opinion and perspective on that. So hopefully, you know, I'm able to provide that to any of the women that I'm working with, um, you know, that are newly pregnant and a little bit scared about how to go about this with their current employer or if they're looking for a job, um, you know, it can be a little bit scary. Definitely. And I think, you know, as I'm hearing you share this, obviously, um, I mean, Brooke's reaction of wow is like exactly how it is. It's so shocking to hear that we're still at this stage where um, even a female employer would feel that way. And um, I think it's such a true struggle as a woman that has big ambitions for her career and also wants to be an incredible mother and very present mother. I mean, you're constantly battling this struggle of how do I navigate both? And I've seen this quote out there, work like you don't have children and mother, or people expect you to work like you don't have children and mother like you don't have to work. And I just, it always hits me so hard when I see that floating around on social because it really is so true. And um, I feel like with creative circle, you know, your candidates can express really what they're looking for in a work environment, and you can help be that additional layer of them finding their true fit. Um, because I think, you know, nowadays a lot of women are looking for that mindful environment. It was one of the reasons we started Clover PR was to create a very conscious agency that wasn't just mindful in how we were working with our clients and working with more thoughtful brands. It really was also how can we internally create an environment that's going to be very supportive of what we want from our lives? We were single, super single women when we started the company, um, and we've obviously got married and had kids, um, but we knew when we started it that we wanted that, and how are we going to be able to support that flexibility 
um, and be open to supporting our employees as they go through those changes, um, which is really hard as an employer. Like, I understand why people get, you know, not, I don't understand people get frustrated because people need to have hearts and, like, understand life happens. But I get from, like, a business standpoint when you really need that position filled and then it's going to be vacant for however long, you know, they kind of decide or whatever your policies are. It is tough on smaller agencies, but that's what you have to be prepared for. And that's not easy because it does make it, you know, financially more expensive. And there's a lot of things that come with doing the right things. So um, I do love that there's companies, you know, like Creative Circle that are able to support helping people find their right place because you can do all the research in the world, but you only know so much as well. So it's like this another level of just support to find that true fit. Of course. And that's what we, you know, and that's where I feel like I really find the love of my job is really in the fact that I'm meeting with all of these candidates personally. And so the opportunities that I get to personally place the people that I've met with is so rewarding to know that I know their personality, I know their hard skills, their soft skills, and where they would really um, excel and be able to grow and then be able to be the true bridge to that client. Um, that's the most rewarding thing is to you know, find them that best position. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so with everything, obviously nowadays technology has changed so much in the way people um, apply for jobs and you know, submit resumes, and a lot of times you see like do not call or do not come in when like the old school way used to be like stop by and hand deliver your resume. Um, so really, you know, resumes and cover letters, or, sorry, re yeah, resumes and cover, cover letters can be um, like so intimidating, you know, just because you feel like that's your one shot to make yourself look great. And if you don't get the in-person interview, you can't really like let yourself shine. So what are the, some of the things that you recommend or look for when selecting someone, um, you know, to move further in the process uh, with Creative Circle when just looking kind of like at paper? Yeah. And to your point exactly, I remember two of my first jobs were I acquired them by dropping off my resume and shaking someone's mm -hmm. hand and being mm -hmm. like, once they meet me, they will know they need to hire me. Um, and nowadays, you know, that's definitely frowned upon, and there's too much building security anyways that you'd never get up an elevator. Um, and so for Creative Circle, we always, um, you know, advise people to make sure that your LinkedIn is extremely up to date, that you are doing your diligence on networking, um, you know, making sure that there is essentially enough information about you that if someone like an employer is searching for someone with your background and your skills, that you're having the right keywords in there, um, that you're populating in those searches. And with regards to resumes and cover letters, this is probably a little taboo, but I have never read a cover letter <laughs> in my seven and a half years of being here. So we actually always advise our candidates against applying or um, even including a cover letter in any of their responses to our positions. It's just not something that we've ever read or our clients are honestly looking to read. And I think that there has been a bit of shift in the job market where a cover letter to me insinuates that it is all about the candidate who is bending over backwards to want to work for a client. And nowadays it's more of a two-way road 
it is a very competitive and tight job market, and so a client has to sell themselves equally as much as a candidate has to um, because there's so many other companies out there that these candidates can apply to um, that they don't necessarily need to you know, want to die and bleed this one particular company. So we actually don't advise against cover letters. However, I am aware that some companies online and their job boards will ask for one. I can't say for certain if your um, application will be accepted or denied if you have or don't have one. So I would probably say just follow suit um, for that, but making sure that your resume definitely is up to date and um, you're using, again, the right keywords. You're listing out your hard skills, the programs and the softwares that you're proficient with. You don't have a huge paragraph in the first third of your resume explaining what your career objectives are because just like a cover letter, most clients aren't going to read that. And the average time that someone typically spends looking at a resume before they make a decision of if they would like to move you through to the next round of whatever their interview process is or if you're not a fit is about three seconds which is scarily short, and that's about the same amount of time that most drivers have to read a billboard when driving on the street. So if you think about what you need to have in your resume in three seconds, um, it can be kind of intimidating. Honestly though, yeah. as an employer that sifts through resumes, like, I mean it's so overwhelming. Whenever we are about to post a job, I get so overwhelmed, which is why I started going through Creative Circle to find talent because I'm like, I need people to filter this. We're not a huge agency. I don't have a big HR department. Like this falls on me and my business partner. And um, it is so true. I mean, the three-second rule <laughs> for resume reviewing is so true. If I open it and if there's a cover letter and in the first few sentences I see a typo or it's so generic or it just doesn't grab me, I'm like, next. Um, you know, I, it, it's kind of cutthroat in that way. And I, and I try to be as mindful as I can, but I have 300 emails to get through. I need the people that are popping that have really strong experience, notable clients they've worked on. All the things you just mentioned, I mean, are completely how I'm looking at people coming through our application process. Um, I'm looking at did they spell Clover PR right because on our website it's lowercase c and then capital PR, and that to me shows attention to detail. So I'm like, I get real nitty-gritty. Um, so the cover letter actually is another place for you to kind of have some mistakes that might veer me away from you versus if I just see a really strong resume and like great email intro, um, that you know is probably going to pass them through better than just like kind of templating their cover letter to me. So um, I've even had people that send like video intros and get really creative or like they have a super designed resume and it's just kind of more eye-catching. Um, which makes me spend more time on their resume, whether they're a good fit or not. It makes me be like, wow, you, you thought outside the box. Okay, cool. Um, so it is funny to hear you say that because if you're saying, I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm such an asshole because, like, I do that. I just, like, we have so many people to get through. You've got to just find the ones that really pop. Well, yeah, and that's um, the really difficult thing about, like you said, being an employer is, you know, I'm the one to go through those 300 resumes and cross off like the guitar teacher, you know, and the McDonald's cashier so you don't have to go through those resumes and send you, you know, the handful of super qualified people that check all and hopefully more of the boxes that you're looking for, you know, out of someone. So I'm the one taking the time to do that, to be that filter and that 
extra, you know, cheesecloth to really kind of catch any of the crap before it hits you to really maximize your time to look through the most qualified candidates and spend your time interviewing only the best of the best, knowing that you're going to come out with a hire after that. Definitely. So um, another question on resumes, how important do you feel a college degree is these days? <laughs> um, it, really <laughs> it really depends on the corporation. Um, and I mean that's kind of a double-edged sword again because corporation versus agency, and it depends on what you do, unfortunately. So a college degree is probably going to be more important for someone pursuing marketing or account management than it might be for necessarily a front-end web developer or a graphic mm -hmm. designer who could go to like a trade school or like a certification course. Like there's a ton of those here in Chicago. So I really would say if you have the foresight to know what type of company that you're looking to work for, like a Chase you know, or a Capital One or like a large conglomerate that is going to require a BA or even a Master's at some point, then yes, of course, you're going to have to have your ducks in a row a lot sooner. <laughs> However, I think a lot of employers are becoming um, more acceptable of these trade schools, these different programs that are coming out. I mean, most every college has different online classes. I mean, I could probably go to Harvard <laughs> right now and come out with like my digital marketing degree. Well, I don't know about Harvard, but that would be a stretch. But a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of great schools are offering online courses um, that you can take and you know, come out just as savvy as someone who's you know, gone to college. So, I think it just kind of depends on the employer. Yeah, definitely. That makes a ton of sense. I think nowadays too, um, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter whether, you know, if it's corporate, um, but you feel like, at least when I was, you know, doing some hiring at my last job, um, I always would just like look at the experience. Like, but I was also in a small agency, ad agency, so it wasn't like that big of a deal to have to cross that off. But like, experience is so much more important. When I would see like all these like schooling things and like little experience, I'm like, this person is like addicted to going to school. They don't have the real life experience, you know. So um, it definitely, I, I agree with you, it definitely could go either way depending on what kind of industry you're looking to get into. And I'm not trying to diminish the time or the money importantly spent on any of these degrees. But right. it is, you know, difficult when you've been, you know, in the job force for 20 plus years and you know, I'm supposed to go back to like 1980 or 1990 when you completed you know, a master's program and try and sell that to a client um, you know, as more important than what you've been doing professionally for the last 10 years. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so we, you know, we talked about the resume process. When you actually get through the door and into an interview, what are some of the top tips you have for that in-person interview process? Definitely doing your research on the company and the people that you'll be interviewing with. Anytime I'm sending out an interview confirmation email to a candidate, I'm providing a full itinerary of the full name and title of everyone that they'll be meeting with. I actually hyperlink to the client's um, LinkedIn profile. Because you never know where you might have something in common, whether that's you went to the same school, you might be from the same hometown. You know, in some of those 
um, soft things can be make it or break it, some conversational points that kind of can set you apart from other candidates and interviewees. So um, always doing your research on the company, coming prepared with your own questions, um, and you know, definitely looking the part. You know, coming presentable. You know, this is an interview. This isn't you know, you're coming to the same job that you've had for eight years and you don't really see anybody but your coworkers. So making sure you know, that you are really putting your best foot forward and looking, this, looking at this as a first impression. Love it. I'm all about the cyber stalking. <laughs> Heather will tell you. <laughs> you need to know something. Okay, I, I don't want to do Yeah, I don't want to do Facebook profiles, but. Yeah, yeah. No, she is like, like, I thought it was your kid's birthday this weekend. Like, okay, so <laughs> If there's anything I want to know about, I literally ping Brooke and I'm like, so, do you know anything about this? And within five minutes, she's like, yes. So, um, that woman was born. <laughs> in Argentina, and then she moved to California, and then she had three kids, and, this is, and I'm like, would you ever social? Like, what's up? I mean, literally, she's so good. It's amazing. I have, I love my little or research creepy. study. It's perfect. Some say yeah. good, some say creepy. <laughs> no, it's amazing. I love it, because I always have the in. I always know stuff. So. It helps with all my single friends who are looking to get information on their latest date. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, and I left out, sorry, I got so excited about linking up because I'm just obsessed with hyperlinking. But um, always definitely make sure you're also coming prepared with, you know, as many resumes as for the people that you're meeting with. And I would say definitely bring one extra in case someone decides to pop in. Um, that mm -hmm. can definitely happen. And making sure that you're bringing, if it's relevant, of course, for your interview and what you're interviewing for, any portfolio samples, whether that's writing samples or actual physical samples if you're a designer, but doing your job of editing those out so you're not coming through and pulling out your Mary Poppins bag of like, let me see what one of 10,000 newspapers I should show you from you know, 30 years ago. Like, no one wants to see that. Like, have your shit organized. You know, come through making sure that you're not relying on anyone's Wi-Fi because we also know that can be really wonky and no one wants to sit across from a table with someone who's like, what's your password again? This isn't working. My hotspot's not working. You know, put it in a PDF. Make sure that you're just ready to go and prepared. Super Love smart. It. Done. Um, yeah, <laughs> check. And now you can win the interview. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this has been so helpful and so amazing. I'm sure um, our listeners may have some additional questions. But how can people get in touch with you if they feel they're a fit for Creative Circle? Um, I know you're based in the Chicago area, but obviously um, have offices across the nation. So location isn't really an issue. But what's the best process for them for next steps? Yeah, if you're all interested in becoming a candidate of Creative Circle, the best step is to go at to creativecircle.com, um, register to become a candidate, and find, of course, the office location that makes the most sense for you, whether you're looking to relocate to that area or just um, explore new opportunities in the city that you're in. Um, Again, your resume will be reviewed by a recruiter. Um, and if we have something that we're working on, in this um, currently, we'll always probably reach out to you know, speak with you more about how we can partner up with you in your job search. If perhaps we aren't working on anything right now that would be a fit for you, we might not reach out to you right away, but you'll still be coming or you'll still be receiving all of our emails for different roles. So definitely keep your eyes peeled. Um, 
you know, for those and making sure that you are responding to anything that you do feel like is truly a good fit for you. If you are in the Chicago area, definitely you know, do the same thing for Chicago. And I will be a little dicey right here. And you can actually email me um, if you Ooh. want to see. I know, Love here it. it is. It's the professional email you know, <laughs> So it's B as in boy and then white like the color. So white at creativecircle.com. Definitely send me your updated resume. Again, if it's relevant, any portfolio links or samples, keep it short and sweet because we all know I don't read a cover letter. Um, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> awesome. So great. So now our listeners, you have no excuse. Brush off those resumes. Get ready to get back in the workforce. We'll definitely be hitting you up as we come out of maternity leave. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. This is so helpful. Of course. It's been a pleasure. Love it. Well, yes, like Brooke said, thanks, Bridget. And we're excited for all of our mamas tuning in to get back at it. <laughs> now, you, like Brooke said, you have no excuse. You've got all the answers. No you can do this, ladies. <laughs> we all See can do it. <laughs> Yeah, we can yes, do it together. together. I love it. Yeah, I'm thinking of like that lady with like flexing her muscle, like you can do it. You know, Rosie like, the Riveter. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about her. Little <laughs> Yeah, Brooke knows all about her. Um, well, thank you, everyone. We will be back next Wednesday. Um, so if you miss us, just so much in between, then you can head over to atsoulspace.co and check into what we're up to for the week. Bye. Thank you for joining A Space for Soul. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll, we'll love, love you forever. For more information on today's topics, the notes from this episode can be found on our website, soulspace.co forward slash podcast. That's soulspace, S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E dot co forward slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at soulspace.co. Catch us next week at the same place, same time, and as always, feel free to tell a friend. Toodles! Toodles.